Welcome to OVS Orbit, the podcast for Open vSwitch users and developers. This is episode number 59. In OVN, the OVN controller daemon runs on each hypervisor. Its current implementation is inefficient because it does excessive computation when the OVN configuration changes only a little. For large OVN installations, this can be a big deal. In this talk from the OVN meetup at VMware on May 15th, Han Zhao from eBay talks about his patches to improve this efficiency through incremental computation. On to the talk. Hannah's been uh, working on incremental support for uh, OVN controller, uh, and I believe you've posted uh, a number of uh, revisions of your patch series. Uh, you've been talking about this for a while, at least since the OVS conference uh, last uh, November. Yeah, uh, by chatting, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, and uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Han was a little annoyed with me uh, by this point because I haven't reviewed his patch series yet. No, uh, I'll totally understand. <laughs> but I'm, I'm looking forward to the talk, and maybe it'll inspire me to uh, uh, review it. Yeah, yeah I hope so. so uh, the, your, your patch series are, are rarely ones where they're just, you know, either obviously correct. Um, they, tend to be, they tend to be clever. And so they take more review than uh, when people are just doing simple bug fixes or, or, or new features. So that, that, that's my excuse, if, if I'm permitted an excuse. Okay. Uh, just now, the, the Leonard shared about NOSD incremental processing. So uh, we identified basically from very early that OVN has this kind of bottlenecks. So the first thing we thought about is the NOSD because it always recomputes everything and it's always centralized. And then the OSDB. Uh, but when we do actually the scalability testing, we found out the first uh, bottleneck, surprisingly, is not in any of the central component. So when we uh, test with 1,000 hypervisors and with uh, 10K ports, uh, so the bottleneck actually is in uh, all the controllers, all the hypervisors. So every hypervisor has a local OVN controller, which consumes what has been uh, calculated in the southbound DB, the logic flows, and port bindings, and re, uh, always recompute them uh, to generate the actual flows for OVS uh, open switch. So uh, this work actually is uh, going to so trying to solve that problem. Uh, uh, last year, uh, or even more than that, uh, uh, earlier than that, so uh, there were some efforts in the community actually happen uh, just to want to achieve this same goal of. Uh, incremental processing for the OVN controller. Uh, the, the, the patch, I remember the patch merged and it worked, but there are some, uh, it's, it's very complex and very hard to maintain and debug. So the community decided to revert it back. And so this work has some many learning from that. And uh, going forward, we want to avoid that kind of uh, problem. Uh, so the idea is firstly, uh, before doing any incremental processing, we want to have a general framework so that we can do it in a, a systematic way to avoid the pitfalls or uh, provide the clear uh, dependency relationship so we can, uh, going forward, we can easily improve and uh, do it in an uh, incremental way. So the idea is basically uh, uh, represent the dependencies between the different uh, components as a 
uh, DAG. Uh, so each, each node in this DAG will have uh, its own data. And it has just uh, uh, links to the depend dependency as, uh, as the node itself inputs. Uh, and each node has a change handler for each of its input. So anything changed in, the hand, uh, in, in any, of the, any of its uh, input, the node change handler will just calculate based on that change. Uh, and it, every node also has a recompute handler. So when it cannot handle change, just do the uh, fallback to the recompute. And each node also maintains what's changed in that node data. So that uh, the node depends on that node can, and can handle the change for that input. So uh, the, the engine program uh, algorithm is very uh, straightforward. It's just a DFS uh, post-order traverse of the DAG. And then uh, it started from the final output node and just recursively uh, calculate, traverse the dependencies. And uh, for each change, if it cannot handle, uh, basically there are two, two situations need to be uh, fall back to a recompute. One, one situation is the, the change, change handler actually is not implemented for that input. For example, uh, for this intermediate uh, node, this output depends on it, but there's no uh, change handler in plane for this. Then it has to be any change happening in this node, uh, the, in this intermediate node, has to uh, recompute. Another situation is, uh, although uh, a change handler is implemented, but the change is identified too complex for that, and it cannot handle by this change handler. It's also uh, fallback to a recompute. So this is a, a general framework. And this is a, a actual dependency graph uh, based on current implementation. So uh, the green nodes actually are southbound tables, and the blue nodes are the uh, local OSDB uh, tables. And uh, so I didn't mention that. Uh, so uh, in this DAG graph, there's an uh, input node and output node, but there, uh, in our implementation, basically for efficiency, we calculate many data as an intermediate uh, result, and the following calculation were based on those intermediate results. So those intermediate results also are treated as a node in this engine. And here for the, this is the first version of the implementation, so for, for simplicity, I just, uh, put all the intermediate result in this runtime data node, in the single node. Uh, and uh, <coughs> the output node basically is a flow output to, to finally compute the uh, flows to be programming OVS. And the uh, open with switch uh, is the consumer of this data. And then, uh, so th this is a complete <coughs> dependency graph based on this kind of uh, abstraction. And uh, the compute starts from the flow output node and then recursively uh, traverse each node. Uh, for the input node, actually, they are pretty simple. So the, the run task is simply uh, figure out is there any change or not. So basically, we have this uh, OVSDB tracking feature, which can easily tell if a node has changed or not. And um, 
in the current uh, implementation, the, the one uh, sent for review, uh, we implement only three in, uh, three change handler for the uh, for the orange colored boxes. So basically, it's uh, port binding, logic flow, and uh, multicast group. So the approach is we want to focus on the most frequently changed uh, item items, so that we can get the benefit of uh, increment processing for the most frequent operations. And so these three objects actually is the most uh, frequently changed object, uh, which is related to, uh, for example, port creation deletion, which is uh, related to the VM boot or container up and down. So uh, with these three objects change handler implemented, uh, we actually achieved a, not, a very, very good result in the scalability testing for the port creation and deletion operations. Does that good result depend on the logical topology? For example, let's say if I have 250 logical switches all connected to each other, uh, then does the port creation speed up? Uh, yeah, so basically, uh, your question is about, yeah, I, 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 uh, let me explain. So basically, uh, there are situations you have to fall back to the full recomputing, right? But uh, the most uh, scenario is when when you uh, when the port is created on the local logic switch and bound is on, oh, sorry local hypervisor and bound is there, and then the, since the OVS table changes, this is not implemented uh, as. So the, the change handler is not yet implement, implemented, so it will fall back to a recomputing. But if the port is banded on any other hypervisor, it will not be recomputed. It's the, the other, uh, so the, the port is banded on hypervisor A, any other hypervisor will just uh, process that port banding change incrementally. So uh, there's some data I can share about uh, our current uh, scalability testing, so create a band uh, 10K ports on 1K hypervisors. The speed actually doubled, so the time to execute this test case was uh, three and a half hours, and with this improvement, it only takes one hour and 15 minutes. How much of that time is from OVM controller? <coughs> I mean, yeah. how, how does it contribute to the, the total time? The testing actually is uh, using simulated uh, open sandboxes. So in one bare metal, we run 50 sandboxes. We have uh, around 40 cores there. So basically, the open controller is competing the CPU there. Uh, without this improvement, the, the box, the bare metal is just 100% uh, CPU busy. So the port banding happens very slow. And with this improvement, the CPU is actually freed up, so that port banding is much faster. That's why the improvement is there. But uh, so there's a different evaluation uh, actually. The CPU efficiency that is the more uh, tell more about the improvement. So uh, this graph has three branches. So I have compared between 2.6 and 2.9, which uh, dramatically, dramatically improved uh, by whatever changes we have uh, before, but 
between the 2.9 and the 1 has incremental processing. It's, it's further improved. Uh, so the CPU time cost is 90% uh, less. It's, it costs 10% of the original cost. Would it be fair to say that, um, that with these optimizations, the, the bottleneck in this test is no longer over your control or somewhere else in the system? Uh, it could be. Yeah, since the CPU is not 100% uh, busy, so I can say the bottleneck should be somewhere else. And also the latency test uh, shows an improvement. So the latency test is about when we uh, create one logic port and bind the port and make sure the port is uh, observed, the flow is programmed uh, on all the hypervisors so that uh, actually you can send traffic to this port how long it takes. So that end-to-end -end, uh, latency evaluation shows that before the improvement, it takes around uh, 21 seconds for all the hypervisor to, to observe and program flows. Uh, with this implementation, uh, it's around 7 seconds. Do you have an idea of how much of that remaining time is uh, OBN North the recomputation? Uh, I am not sure yet, but actually, uh, Mark Michelson he tried my improvement, uh, the incremental approach, and uh, he found he, he did the the, the uh, perf and found out the current bottleneck actually in OVN controller is uh, OFCTL uh, put. I was just going to interrupt and say that um, I've run the perf test on OVN controller. Um, really haven't done much actual testing performance-wise of Fleet because we've always thought of OVN controller as being the, the more bottlenecked area in our test setup. Um, and as Han was just saying, OFCTRL put, which is where uh, you essentially do a reconciliation of your um, desired flows versus the currently installed flows becomes the new bottleneck in OVN controller when you use the incremental processing patch. Um, and I've started a thread with Han on the uh, OBS developers list where we've talked about potential uh, for improving that. And it seems like it's definitely doable. Um, just it's, it's essentially another um, more incremental uh, processing patch that would have to go in instead of doing a full uh, reconciliation of uh, hash maps against each other. Yep. So that, that bottleneck is sort of, uh, it, it's, it's computation. It's, it's not a matter of, of sending the differences to OVS and waiting for OVS to uh, apply them? Yes, basically it's uh, computing the difference every time. Uh, before the increment processing is there, we have to do that uh, compare uh, between the desired flow and actually installed flow. But since now we have the increment uh, uh, processing, we know in every iteration what has been changed. So we have the uh, data that we can just uh, install the changed flows, make the changes to the OVS. So we can avoid that kind of uh, full, full table scanning and comparing. So this is something we can improve. Uh, I can actually put some to-dos here. This is last slide. So uh, the code has been sent for the formal review. Uh, I'm pretty confident about the correctness, uh, but I'm sure there will be a lot of comments. Uh, 
So I, I hope we can get get it uh, start reviewing as soon as possible. And uh, some other uh, work I think we can continue is uh, handle more input changes for the incremental processing. Basically, it's uh, uh, we have the framework. We can focus on the most important improvement, and we can also expand these nodes in this graph and uh, implement more of the change handlers uh, incrementally for the incremental processing. So I think that's uh, the advantage of this framework. And another thing is um, s some of the color case, uh, actually this is only one color case I've f I found might be uh, working uh, in a different way. Uh, that is when you create a uh, ACL before you creating actually the logical port, but I'm not sure if this is a valid use case or not. So basically, uh, in the current uh, uh, change handling, I didn't handle the port binding changes for computing the logic flows, but actually there's, there's some dependency. So it's about how I implement the change handler. So uh, this can be improved if this uh, case is valid. And another thing is uh, the change tracking uh, currently for the OBSDB is not uh, uh, ideal. So it cannot keep track of the old data when the change operation is just update. And another thing is uh, it cannot keep data across the uh, iterations. So every time you run the uh, IDO, OBS IDO run, then you lose track of the previous tracked changes. So in some situation, you, you might want this capability to avoid unnecessary uh, recomputing. Uh, and the further improvement of uh, OFCT output, as we discussed with Mark Michelson. So uh, yeah, any other questions? Yeah, I guess we'll, yeah, I guess as Han said, we'll need some more testing from other folks as well to make sure this this is on the right, is in the right path and we are not ultimately screwing up something else. <laughs> so, yeah. Are you using ODM scale test to benchmark it? Uh, what is the testing you are using to... We have a repo actually under the open switch. It's called OVN scale test. There are uh, many scenarios, uh, but in, th in this test, the most important scenario is create and bound port uh, in an, uh, uh, a big number of hypervisors. So the test environment is, is uh, taking care of uh, simulating the hypervisors on a set of bare metals, and then you can just uh, execute. It's, it's based on rally, so you can execute the rally tasks to, to execute the test. So one of the nice things about uh, incremental processing and testing is that you can always write your code so that occasionally it does a full recomputation and that, that's unnecessary and uses that to figure out whether the incremental processing it's been doing is correct, sort of automatically find its own errors and record them. You mean uh, you have two versions and you can compare the result of this? So how to trigger that? So, right. So if you're in a situation where you, where the code believes it can do incremental processing, then it should mm -hmm. do it. 
um, mm -hmm. and then maybe it flips a coin and one out of every hundred times or thousand times it then does a full recomputation. And if anything oh. changed, then there must have been a bug in the incremental. Oh, uh, I, I got what you mean. Yeah. If you think of OBN controller as just being a function, then the same inputs should lead to the same outputs no matter what the actual black box of that function is. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Uh, yeah. Um, now, it's not necessarily trivial not necessarily trivial to do that, but it, it can be a, a good way to debug things if, if you can work it out. So you're talking about basically how to yeah. test this. Right, right, okay, yeah. I think that's a very good idea. Uh, I would consider. By the way, as far as the testing goes, I know Han already is aware of this, but um, uh, one of my coworkers, Jakob, is uh, currently working on sort of adding some counters in places. So for instance, um, you can see specifically how many logical flows were processed um, and that sort of thing to ensure that incremental processing is actually um, doing what we expect it to do um, yep. in the southbound data pages. So that's another sort of testing aspect of it that we can uh, Yeah, yeah. So that, that's another aspect is about uh, verify if the incremental processing is actually doing it incrementally. It's not just uh, recomputing every time. I think that's also pretty important. And basically, currently, uh, I think one thing I want to emphasize is to ensure the correct list, you don't have to actually understand all the dependencies. So if you, you are not sure about the dependencies, you just add the dependency there. And when that, when that input changes, we will just trigger the recompute to make sure it's correct. If you're, you're very sure that this can be handled incrementally and you, you, can, you must ensure you are in implementing that uh, change handler uh, correctly. It yeah. looks like a very flat dependency graph. Just everything depends on everything in the databases. <coughs> yeah, I think uh, we can, what we can do further is divide this runtime data to uh, more granular, fine-grained uh, uh, nodes and it can be more efficient. Uh, now I just don't see uh, immediate uh, requirement because once we handle those three uh, objects incrementally, it's uh, showing very good improvement already. But actually next, we, we need to uh, do more. For example, the address set and port group. Uh, in, in, in most like in, in use case like uh, OpenStack, Neutron. So uh, when you create a port, you always have uh, bind the default security group. So every port belongs to some default security group. So we will trigger the uh, address set creation and port group, port group creation, uh, updates, sorry. So without those uh, change handler implemented, in those scenarios, you will always fall back to the Recompute. So I think next step, I would start with that uh, increment processing for the address set and pod groups. So quick question. So, uh, so this is with ACLs. Uh, so we only need ACLs added to the logical ports whose logical switch exists on that machine. Right? Um, do we do that right now, or do we just see the local data paths, which if it's connecting multiple data paths together in the logical topology, do we download all those ACLs locally? ACLs is always uh, 
No, echoes are translated already in the uh, logic flows in the southbound database. So we don't see echoes directly from OVN controller. So everything uh, downloaded or not is depends on the local data path. So if the echo belongs to that data path and it's uh, related to this current hypervisor, it will be downloaded. Right. The local data paths, though, can be huge if you know your logical topology is heavily interconnected. Yes. Uh, and if let's say you have an egress angle or an ingress angle, yes, you just need angles for the logical ports in that machine, but not the angles for every connected logical switch. I yeah. think right now we just get everything. And uh, no, actually we we get every 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 logic flows for the related data pass, but when uh, processing the logic flows, uh, current OVN controller already has that uh, the the check if the, there's an import. Output depends on the direction. Then, if that port it belongs to this uh, hypervisor, then it will be processed. Otherwise, it will be skipped. Is this in 2.9 or we have it? I think uh, I, I forgot <laughs> which branch, but it's there. We we should be able to omit the egress uh, egress pipeline for. Uh, logical data paths that are not actually on this machine. I don't recall whether we actually implement that. I I recall we implement that as, as long as we can skip, yeah. So for the echo, actually, one issue is you don't know if the port is uh, there in the echo match condition unless until you, you pass it. So the passing for the logic flows anyway happened. Uh, only after passing, you will figure out it's not needed, then you will skip it. Uh, without installing to the OVS. But with the increment processing, uh, I think that's not directly related. So basically, increment processing is uh, about no matter you, you, if you need to process it, if that uh, that change is just small, right? Any any echo change is just related to just one, maybe uh, one, one logic flow, and that flow, you can anyway process it incrementally. It's not taking a lot of uh, uh, processing power. So it sounds like it's not one of the current bottlenecks, but eventually we might want OVN controller to use uh, OpenFlow bundles to send the flow changes to uh, OVS uh, because those allow for OVS to more efficiently uh, handle those those changes. That that's why I asked whether it was a computation problem or sending OVS problem. But it, it, it sounds like it. Currently, that is not the problem. Yeah, currently, it's not the bottleneck, except the OFCDO put we can optimize. I think with that optimization, it would be pretty good on the OVN controllers. So we can, but yeah, the, the, the bottleneck then will be that uh, OVSDB or NOSD. Anyway, we have the plan. So I hope that will happen very soon. Is <laughs> OFCTL put a, a bottleneck uh, because? It itself does a full recomputation internally. Uh, no, actually, it's not recomputing, but it's always it's scanning the table and compare okay. if this it's flow is. Comparison. Yeah, okay. the com comparison is there. Okay. Yeah. But that's pretty easy to be addressed. Is uh, based on this increment. Uh,
OVS Orbit is edited and produced by Ben Pfaff using Audacity audio editing software and released under the Creative Commons Unported 3.0 license. The intro and bumper music in this episode is excerpted from Electro Deluxe by My Free Mickey and the outro from Girls Like You by Stefan Kartenberg, both under the Creative Commons Attribution Unported 3.0 license. For more episodes of OVS Orbit, visit ovsorbit.org or for more information about OpenVSwitch, visit openvswitch.org.